genre. Hi everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 Ninja Turtles sequel, one, uh, I don't know, where's Freddy, minute at a time. Oh yeah, one one pajama clad bad guy minute at a time. (laughs) I don't know, I wasn't paying attention at this one. (laughs) You caught me on an off day. I'm Scott Tofty, with me as always, our host of uh, Turtle Hosts. Wow, I'm failing today. <laughs> I'm sorry, I threw you off. Should've what am I drinking go. right now? What's in this? I don't know. Am I drunk? <laughs> I should have just let you have what you had, and then I would have had something, but now I don't have anything. Oh, anyway, I'm Scott. That's Chris. Hi, Chris. Yeah, hi. Hi, me. And then Rachel's here. Hi. I think Adam's over there somewhere. I'm worried about you, Scott. <laughs> I'm worried about me, too. I don't know what's happening. I'm usually so good with this. My dog was in the room and I got distracted by his cuteness. That's what happened. Aww. Oh, he kind of looks Bobby. like Splinter too. Uh, anyway, here we are. It's I think it's Tuesday. It's minute sixty-two. I don't know where I am. I don't know what day it is. I'm a mess. It's sixty Tuesday. Sixty Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> that's adorable. Minute starts with Chief Stearns being an absolute prick, which I love. <laughs> uh, he's being the best pro wrestling heel. And then the minute ends with uh, April crawling through, not quite a sewer, but, you know, she's underground. Uh, and and that's minute 62. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Stearns finishes up his little moment here with uh, Miss O'Neill. That's what we do best. Essentially nothing. ignoring things and doing nothing. Uh, I love smarmy sterns. I like smarmy sterns, I think, more than I like veins bulging out of forehead sterns. Mm-hmm. He's it's certainly going to live longer. Yes, his cholesterol is much more under control I, now. I think, I think this is Stearns, like, you know, after a couple of uh, serious conversations with his doctors and some new medication. Right. Yeah, well, he's he's finally taking his heart medicine. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he had a scare and his wife is like, if you, if you don't make some changes, I'm going to leave. Or his wife has just been sneaking it into his food. (laughs) Like he doesn't understand why she gives him a rolled up piece of liverwurst any morning, but he's glad that she does. (laughs) Who's a good boy? Who's a good police chief? Every morning I get bologna and there's something crunchy in the middle. It's amazing. I love it. And for some reason it just calms me down. I just... <laughs> oh, man. Um, I like that it's so important that we see Stearns get into the back seat of the police car. Yeah. I have a lot to say about this. Okay, Adam, go ahead. The floor there's, is yours. There's some weird stuff happening. Um so he he does that great line where he's like, that's what we do best, meaning nothing. Yeah. And then he walks over to a car, opens the door, and then what looks like Gary Busey (laughs) holds the door for him as one cop gets in the other side in the back. Stearns gets in and scooches into the middle, and then Gary Busey looks like he's about to get in on the other side. So, like, (laughs) why is he riding in the middle in the back seat of a cop car? Uh, I mean... Since it's like a marked car, can't like in the back seat, like don't the doors like not open from the inside? Exactly. Uh, this also reminds me of a story I heard one time when I was working on uh, a movie right out of college. I was working with this guy who had just worked on a Bollywood film where they hired too many 
police extras for this one day. And instead of just having these extras stand around and eat craft services all day, they just put four cops into each car. And it wasn't until editing where the editors was like, guys, why are there cops at the back of a cop car? <laughs> like, when would this ever happen? It's a complicated internal sting. They've just brought down the greatest, like, uh, you know, corrupt department in the city. I mean, I sort of get that the chief would sit in the back. He wants to be driven around like Miss Daisy. But why are there two other cops in the back? And why is he sitting in the worst seat? Yeah. And who's driving? And why is no one sitting in the front seat? <laughs> he's leaving the front time. seat open because Tatsu's going to get in because he's a dirty cop. He's going to take him to the He's going to put on his AHA ninja costume. <laughs> But God, this uh, cop looks just like Gary Busey. He does look very Gary Busey-ish. He's got a mustache, too. Does he? Speaking of guys of who look like mustache, yeah. creepy people, the gentleman who is winding April's microphone cable uh, and is not the same guy from the first movie and has a terrible ponytail and a mm-hmm. pencil mustache and a little bit of a bald spot, I don't like that guy. Yeah, no. this guy is not. Mm. He, bl- he looks like he belongs in the deuce, too. Yeah, or the back of the police car. <laughs> He's got like a pirate shirt thing happening yeah. too. The puffy shirt. Yeah. <laughs> As was the style at the time with his little cameraman vest there. Do you think he's got like rolls of film in his pockets or is he just trying to be like hip? I'll tell you this much. He's way better at coiling cables than Freddy. And I like how she's like, where's Freddy? And he's like, I don't know. Frankly, I don't care because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to wind up these cables either way. <laughs> I, I do like that he's properly coiling them. Like, Do you think that's like one of the PAs on set that would normally do that job anyway? I would Possibility. Yeah. And Michael or, Pressman's or, like, look, we need someone to wind cables. You, the guy winding cables, come do it in front of the camera. <laughs> He's like, all right, but you're paying me scale. <laughs> you have you a sad card. card. <laughs> uh, so April runs off and, uh, you know, she goes to the back of the van. My first question is, where does she get that jacket? Because it's fantastic and I love it. It's got, um, uh, got some pretty serious shoulder pads. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. And it like I'm a big fan. Off. Yeah. Um, but then the second question is, what do you think she was going to go get from the van? Like, what did she need Freddie for so badly? Hmm. I don't like, know. She's a reporter. Her cameraman has the camera. Well, the I other guy's she... taking care of the microphone. I, I think she was just curious about Freddie. Like, she was kind of suspicious of the new guy or something. Like, there, there's something about Freddie... That had caught her attention, and she remar- and I think she was just remarking on him not being there. And then as far as something in the van, she's probably just putting away her stuff. She's not carrying anything. Or maybe, maybe... But, it, didn't it's- she have the microphone still? No, she no. gave it to the other guy. She oh. handed it to him when she huh. went over to talk to Stearns in the last minute. I you don't know, know, then. You know in season one, in this exact same beat, <laughs> with, yeah. uh, <laughs> she had the, the sound guy time her when she went to talk to... Stearns? Stearns. Stearns. Do you think yeah. it was... Freddie's turn to time her. <laughs> oh, that's why she's worried. That's why she's looking for him. Which, by I the way, my time. what a great character moment from the first film to like throw that in there. Because it, it immediately tells you everything you need to know about April's relationship with the chief of police before they even have a conversation. And again, it's a subtle piece of writing that just completely helps flesh out the story, and they miss a golden opportunity here 
to do something akin to that. Not that they have to do the same bit again, but like it's it's it just the depth of writing, the depth of 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 portrayal of character is just not there in a lot of this movie and it drives me so nuts. And it it gives April another another dimension as well because you you see that she's like fun to work with. Like it gives yeah. you just that little kind of glimpse. In this movie, it's just like, where's Freddy? It's yeah. Like, oh, uh, that's a weird way to say hello, but I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to figure out why she's going to the van. Like, what what is she trying to accomplish? Does she not believe that this guy said he's sick? Like, maybe, is she like going around looking for him? I, I'm confused. Is it possible that like maybe she has to go log her something and then like sign off on something that's in the van? Or I'm, like, we can assume she's doing news stuff. I guess. Um, okay, so I always say that you're spoon-feeding stuff to the audience. This is a moment where they're not spoon-feeding us anything, but we don't know what we're supposed to be thinking. She's going to the news van for something, mostly just to get, you know, kidnapped, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, it makes me angry. There's your Con Edison truck, Adam. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Except it's just called Edison. Uh... So she gets abducted by Foot Clan members. She doesn't look very scared, which I appreciate. She's been here before, but she's also not very angry. She's kind of a lot of nothing. She gets dragged over to the side, and they let her go, and then immediately Freddy jumps in, and she recognizes the voice. I would have loved just a bit more sass out of April. Right. I also like how they dragged her off to where she could still very clearly be seen from where she yeah. was. You know, and I, I want to say this. I feel like I don't want to come off like I'm picking on April in this movie. I love the character. I'm sad she doesn't get more to do. I don't mean to, like, harp on this one thing, but, you know, it's what we do a minute at a time. I am grateful that by the third movie, she is full of piss and vinegar again. So someone yeah. figured yeah. it out and got it right eventually. Also, why do bad guys even wear masks in this movie? Yeah, they're, they're just going to take them off. <laughs> Can we just, I would love a supercut of people just taking masks off in this film. <laughs> How many have we had? Can we talk through them? Um, the well, first we, one? We've got all the bugle boys in the, in the beginning. <laughs> all the chads. All the chads. Um, was there the, the foot guys in the warehouse when they're re reconvening at the beginning? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what else? Is that it? I came up again. Like, who was it that one of our guests brought it up to? There's it one in the first movie where they the dude gets knocked out and they take his shin show. They take his mask off in the first movie. And Casey takes his mask off. T Casey yeah. takes his mask off. That's true. Uh Oh, uh, Casey takes his mask off again when he's like, do you recognize me now? <laughs> yeah, oh. when he's dressed up like a foot clan. That's guy. right. Like the That's entire right. foot clan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's dressed um, up like the entire Foot Clan. That's that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah, I want to I want a smash cut of masks getting taken off in Ninja Turtles films <laughs> for no good reason, just to entertain myself. The Foot Clan pajamas in this shot look so comfortable. They look like they are made of the softest material. <laughs> they don't look very ninja-y, but they look incredibly comfortable. Yeah, they look maybe they're made out of fleece. And they've they got do the look a little fleece-like. <laughs> like, but that really soft fleece that like instantly makes you want to curl into a ball and fall asleep. Yeah. It's velour. Yeah. 
Velour. Like a velour. Oh, that's what it looks like. Mm. Yeah. It's made of crushed velvet and velour. <laughs> um, okay, Disco Stew. <laughs> disco Stew does not advertise. That wasn't Disco Stew. I was going for uh, Zap Ran again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Because his costume is made of velour. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Right. That's right. He's got All that right. short, tidy little skirt. <laughs> yes, that's true. Can I, have, okay, you seen, side, uh, have you ever seen like this? Oh, go ahead, Chris. Have you ever seen the pictures of uh, uh, Scott Barrowman, John Scott Barrowman, um, uh, the guy from like uh, Doctor Who and uh, and Arrow, like uh, going to cons as Zap Brannigan? No. no. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. We'll have to Google <laughs> that. Does Zap Brannigan wear pants? No, Not really. So. I, I like to think, think so. he wears pantyhose. They're like tights. Yeah, he's wearing. He's that wearing was like what tights. I was wondering: is are they tights or are they just? And he's wearing no ben, pants. Man and tights. <laughs> yes. Um, Freddy is a terrible ninja. I don't buy him as a ninja for a minute. He's a Chad. He's another Chad. Total Chad. <laughs> Freddy is just Chad. He's a hanging Chad. He's just hanging out. I I, I got a kick out of how he's like. My master has a message for your <laughs> yeah. friends. And I just got this image of him pulling out one of those square folded up notes that says the turtles on it in glitter pen. <laughs> and written inside it says, do you like me? Y slash N question mark. It's like, it's like cutesy bubble letters. Yeah. There's some glitter on it. <laughs> I wrote this to you in language arts class. <laughs> class is so boring. See you at lunch. Oh. Will you go oh, to the man. dance with my Schrader? My master. Oh, man. I've been, I've been watching uh, Bonding on Netflix, which is very good. I thought good. you were going to say something else for a minute. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it's a, have you, do you know about the show at I all? I don't, no. Okay. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a, it's a funny little Netflix uh, dramedy um, about uh, the adventures of a dominatrix in New York. So oh. that when, when he goes like, uh, you know, my master has a message for, I'm just like, I can't shake like he kind of. Oh, I don't know. God. Whatever. Freddy I has shouldn't. a sex dungeon. Yeah, basically. Well, the Shredder does, <laughs> especially teenagers. Oh my God! When you think of the name the Shredder in that context, I just feel bad for whoever he's dating. Uh, <laughs> and that uh. message is harder. No. <laughs> All right, let's Gross. bring it back to PG, folks. <laughs> Sorry, we could cut PG that out. Crime. The PG, PG crime. The PG crime in New York. Um, so as the minute progresses, we see this shot of Michelangelo leading April through, uh, like an access tunnel. Um, I love this sequence. It's a great shot. I don't know how we got here. I don't know where we're going. I feel like there's a lot of stuff we missed. It's a very out of place (laughs) sequence. Yeah. But visually, it's what I want to see in a Ninja Turtles movie. And it's the first time we've seen April in the sewers in this film, mm-hmm. which is Dirty nice because, sewers. you know, yeah, you don't like... want to be the friend that puts in all the effort. The turtles are always at her place, but what? She never comes over to visit? Like, come on. <laughs> so this is nice reciprocation. Yeah, I feel like there's a scene missing here. I mean, we don't really need it where she goes to find the turtles to tell them what's going on. But there's definitely like something missing from what just happened and what's happening now. So what do you glean from this? What happened that we didn't see? She went back to either her place or to work, maybe to work someplace like public where she's surrounded by people and called uh, like, you know, the little payphone in the, in the sewer lair saying like, Oh God, like, you know, the ninjas just accosted me and there's a message for, you know, you guys and I should give it to you, but I don't feel safe. Come and get me please. Yeah, that's pretty much what I take from it, too. Although, it just... there's this quick moment where 
Mikey, like, like he's like, are you sure you weren't followed? Yeah. Oh. So they must have met at some somewhere. I don't know. A she second a location. Phone. She went to a second location. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that nod because clearly the turtles are going to be paranoid at this point after what happened in the first film. So I enjoy seeing that bit of character continuity. But I think you're right, Adam. I actually think you're both right. I think that's exactly what happened, Chris. But it does seem like there must have been some distance between Freddie dropping off the message and her f- hooking up with Michelangelo where, you know, there's cause for concern there uh, about being followed. I I don't know. We get another uh, lighting cookie there, Adam. Is that what it's called? Yes. All right. Look that, at me. I'm that learning. That kind of blind effect. I, I like this. I also... This is another really dark shot. We didn't really talk about it much um, towards the end of last week, but there was a lot of really, really dark lighting that kind of calls back to the lighting in the first movie. We've been getting that a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking at some stills from the first movie for a variety of reasons, like different turtle-related things that pop across my social media pages, and... It is very clear that the turtles in the first movie are, number one, lit much darker, and number two, they are gross as hell. (laughs) Like, those puppets are slimy, they have, like, bruise makeup, they have, they just look disgusting, and because of that, they look great. These puppets are so clean and pristine, the whole film, that the only time they really look great is in dark lighting. The rest of the movie, they just look at cartoon characters, which I'm sure is what the filmmaker was going for, but I like it better when you see them in lighting more like this. It recalls the first movie. Right. There's also some really good suit acting for Mitchell and Sissy in this in this exchange. Like, there's a lot of body language. I, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like that first moment where he creeps, you know, he sort of like uh, lunges into frame off in the distance, and he and pauses he looks up for a minute. The grate. Yeah, he motions April over, and then he kind of like tiptoes through, stops, and like mom arms her for a minute. <laughs> Which I really like as he looks up through the grate. And the other thing I love is that you can see people walking above them. Yeah. Like this is very clearly a precarious place to be, you know, a giant four foot turtle walking through a sewer. I walk across those grates all the time when I'm walking around the city, and I always look down. Because I find it interesting to see, like, how deep is this thing? If I were to ever look down and see a Michelangelo, I would freak out, man. Yeah, it's you look not down, hard there's a to turtle see looking down up at you, like, or, or just a person looking up at you, like... Right? How freaked out would you be? <laughs> what are you doing down there? I would never be able to walk across one of those grates ever again. No. Or I would leave the city. I'd move to <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> but a great sequence nonetheless. Right, yeah. right. Um... I like when Turtles and April are together. They've spent a lot of time apart in this film, it feels like. They started together. They had a couple sequences at her. Even in the movie, I take it back. In the beginning of the movie, they don't have a lot of time together. They have like two, you know, good-sized scenes where they're in each other's company. And that's it. And then they split up until now. And if I'm not mistaken, the majority of the rest of the film April's not with them either Yeah, I could I be wrong right. on that but I think they split up again I don't know it's it's interesting there are things I've never really thought about upon watching this film that I'm that I'm catching now I guess that's why we do this huh 
Yep. Thinking. Thinking. Well, it's the end of the minute, guys. I feel like I've monopolized this conversation, (laughs) but anyone else like to jump in? All right. Well, go to the places where we do the things. You know the plugs at this point. Do I have to say them? I probably should. At TMNT Minute on Twitter, Instagram. Go over to our Facebook page. That's where the best conversations happen. The Turtle Tank. Please go over to duelinggenre.com slash merch. If you want to buy one of our t-shirts, we have the awesome, righteous bossa nova chevy nova t-shirt that you can purchase from the first film and then we just released our funny mikey's combat cold cuts uh t-shirt that sounds that, tasty yeah yeah you want a pickle i'll give you a pickle established <laughs> 1991 you can buy that and a little bit of those proceeds come back to us as well it's a t public website so uh you know you get good quality stuff you can get it on any color you'd like uh take a picture Tag us. Tweet us. We want to see you wearing our stuff. Get the word out about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. We're the best podcast that you listen to. I know that for a fact. Another way to help get the word out would be to leave us a review on iTunes. Absolutely. A five-star review would be great. A four-star review would be excellent. Anything less will be entertainment for us as we read it (laughs) and then possibly talk about it on air and make fun of you to feel better about ourselves. Just don't, uh, don't get arrested wearing one of our shirts, please. Yeah. Um, actually, or do. Maybe that Yeah, get just make sure good, you get a uh, picture yeah. and tweet us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. For the crew here, we will say goodbye. I'm Scott. That's Chris, Adam, and Rachel. We'll see you guys tomorrow for minute 63. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Cowabunga.